0: Every week they talk about music coming into Milwaukee and music coming out of Milwaukee. Here's Evan Ridleski of 88.9 and Piet Levy of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. This
1: is Tapped In. Welcome, welcome to Tapped In. Hi, I am Evan here with Piet and we are just a couple days away from September. Of course, September is a big deal for music fans in Milwaukee because it marks the return of Summerfest. But Summerfest isn't the only thing going on in the city this, uh, this month. We've got a bunch of really exciting shows coming up that we're pretty stoked about for September. We thought we'd uh, do a September concert preview this week outside of Summerfest. Piet, what are you excited to see this month?
0: There's a ton. You know, just to clarify, too, in the years past, when Summerfest happens, everything shuts down. Not the case this year. Every venue basically has something going on during Summerfest because they're just making up for all the lost time. And one show I definitely want to shout out. Although uh, it's a bummer because it's sold out. So if you want to go, sorry. (laughs) Um, But it's it's the uh, Avez Tumor show that's happening at uh, Cactus Club on September 11th. Uh, that's the stage name for Sean Bowie. Just a really adventurous, uh, you know, uh, rock artist that does really interesting kind of electronic stuff, and made this amazing album last year called "Heaven to a Tortured Mind," which was one of the most uh, universally praised albums of, of 2020. And what I think is just so remarkable is that you know not only is, is Tumor playing Milwaukee, they're coming here uh, on an off date from Pitchfork Festival, but they're playing Cactus Club. I mean, I think I think uh, you know they they could be basically be playing it. Turner Hall, or, or they could be in a Summerfest act. But the fact that they're playing a small Cactus Club show, sold out very quickly, and they didn't move it or anything, I think that's just really cool. So so power to Cactus Club for being able to book one of the most critically acclaimed acts uh, around right now.
1: Yeah, I feel like those are the shows you always remember the most. The The one where you're seeing the artist in a venue that's too small. Like They yeah. should have been playing this hall, but I saw him and it was up close. Uh, that's a fantastic show.
0: Absolutely. What about you? What's your, your show to see for September?
1: So this I am uh, extremely excited about. Uh, this is uh, one of my favorite artists, and uh, she just released what could be my favorite album of the year. We will see, but it is right up there. This is Tanashe, and uh, she just released an album called 333 that is just a fantastic pop and R&B record. Um, I think a lot of radio listeners remember her from... Earlier in the uh, the mid tens, she had a couple R and B hits. She was sort of lumped in with that alternative R and B movement, uh, but she had a couple radio jams, and it was awesome. They were they were great. Uh, but then she just kind of got locked into kind of a rut with her label. Her label and her yeah. weren't eye to eye. Uh, she was would it would take her forever to release an album, and then when it came out, it wasn't very good. And you'd go, man, what is going on here? So you're just sort of rooting like, oh maybe she can get out of her label and maybe she'll do better work. Which of course it doesn't usually happen that way with a lot of artists, but it did for her. Um she's since released two independent records on her own and they are just fantastically entertaining R&B records just uh filled with like these like funk jams and and throwback hip-hop beats and like exploratory electronic stuff. EDM, just like a little bit of everything. Yeah, 333 it's it's just one of my favorite albums of the year. I just cannot get enough of it. It is is so entertaining. So uh, very excited to see how she sort of translates all those different sounds to the stage. She'll be playing The Rave on September 22nd, and I cannot wait.
0: You know, you've been talking about her for ages. I remember that. And I remember that there was a lot of hype around her. Back when, like, gosh, I think like Britney Spears' last album came out because she was like a guest star on there, and there was a lot behind her. And then it just kind of went away. And then she ended up on Dancing with the Stars one random year. And then, <laughs> you know, I, I, I honestly kind of tuned out because it, it seemed like she was building up to something, and it just kind of deflated. But it's so exciting to hear that uh, you love this album so much. I haven't heard it yet, but that's exciting. That you know, someone who did have that promise is delivering on that promise. Uh, later than expected but but can still do it and defy the narrative. Yeah, it
1: it happens with R&B all the time, you know, like Cassie for years was this like cult R&B artist that everybody thought would would just do the best music ever if she could just go out on her own and it just didn't work out that way so to actually see a happy ending for one of your favorite artists it is a good feeling like you just know like that show is going to have a feeling of a victory lap to it
0: yeah she's a really good live performer too i saw her open for maroon 5 again ages ago um but she was like she's an incredible dancer as well on top of being a great singer so that's going to be a really like just entertaining show too
1: We are going to continue with uh, some more of our picks. There are some great shows coming up. Stick around after the break. We've got some more killer September shows.
0: If now isn't quite the right time for a monetary contribution to support Radio Milwaukee, keep in mind you can always donate a vehicle you no longer need. Cars, trucks, motorcycles, we accept all types. Pickup is easy, and your gift could be worth hundreds of dollars in support. That's hours of music and stories for you to enjoy. Get your donation started at radiomilwaukee.org slash cars.
1: We are back. Tapped in. Evan, Piet, September shows. This is our September concert preview. Piet, what else should the good people be seen this month?
0: Well, why don't we talk about uh, Kiss? Kiss is playing September fifth uh, at the American Family Insurance Amphitheater, which is interesting because Summerfest itself it starts September first with uh, Green Day and Fallout Boy and Weezer all playing at the amphitheater, and then there's several nights of shows with uh, you know Chance the Rapper and Luke Bryan and Twenty One Pilots. This is not a Summerfest show; it just happens to be happening a day after the first weekend of Summerfest. So not only is Summerfest is filled with shows, there's 12 official nights of Summerfest and uh, I guess nine official days. There's also this one add-on show uh, with KISS, um, which is actually a rescheduled show from 2020. Uh, the reason this is especially noteworthy, I mean obviously KISS has come through for ages, but this is allegedly, and a big emphasis on allegedly, but allegedly their last Milwaukee concert. Uh, they announced their farewell tour and they started doing that back in uh, 2019 and this was supposed to kind of wrap up last year, obviously it didn't because of the pandemic, uh, but they're swearing up and down, you know, it's just it, the wear and tear of, of going on the road and all the gear they have to wear and all that kind of stuff, it's just, it's just too much and they're not going to be touring anymore. Um. Although they've already kind of booked a, a Vegas residency, and I'm sure Vegas is in their future, and maybe in a few years from now we'll see the Kiss comeback tour. If Motley Crue signed a, a contract saying they would never tour again and then toured again, Kiss will probably do the same thing. Nevertheless, it might be your last chance to see Kiss for a while. Yeah.
1: I mean, if I think every music fan knows not to trust a farewell tour. That it, I mean, there's just there's no such thing as a farewell tour unless it's like a Tony Bennett situation or yeah or something like that unless there's instant health issues that are going to pull this artist from the road permanently they always seem to come back for a second bow right
0: yeah yeah i think so but nevertheless if you're a kiss fan this is this is a chance to see him probably for a bit i mean usually with the farewell tours they still wait at least a couple of years <laughs> to come back again just to make it seem more genuine
1: kiss if i'm not mistaken they were pioneers of the fake farewell tour right like didn't they do like their first one like 20 years ago
0: yeah, they've already they said farewell ages ago. So, uh, you know, this is probably
1: <laughs> How many uh, original members are left? Is it, is it just like one or two of them now or We got two.
0: But we got we got Gene Simmons obviously, you got Paul Stanley. Yeah, yeah, you got Gene and Paul Stanley. I mean, those are those are two big ones. But not the cat. No, exactly. And the other and the other two guys honestly do more of the heavy lifting musically. Uh, Gene, Gene Simmons just kind of wags his tongue and, you know, looks, he tries to look cool and Paul Stanley, you know, does his thing, but uh, definitely definitely relies on the other two members. I mean, it's still a, a fun, goofy show. And so if you've <laughs> never seen them, it's it's worth seeing them. And perhaps for the last
1: time. Epic. Um, <laughs> yeah. Moving on to a very different side of the musical universe. I don't, I don't think there'll be a big tongue waving in costumes at this show, but it will be a big show. Uh, this is Japanese Breakfast. Who is playing Turner Hall Ballroom on September seventeenth? I think it's safe to say, Piet, that outside of possibly Phoebe Bridgers, who's like everywhere right now, like Phoebe Bridgers is like Dave Grohl just popping up in every project you could possibly imagine. But I think outside of like Phoebe Bridgers, like huge stardom, I don't think any indie act has had a bigger year than Japanese Breakfast. Uh, hugely acclaimed album, which is is just a delight. Uh, she wrote a hit book, which is being uh, adapted into a movie that I bet will also be a hit. She is playing almost every festival you could imagine. I mean, she is, is got to be one of the hardest working tourist, touring artists out there. And uh, she squeezed in a Milwaukee date, which is really cool news. If you don't want to make the trip down to Chicago to see her at the Pitchfork Festival or the trip to any other city in the country to see her, because she's playing all of them. Uh, you can see her in your own backyard, and I think uh, I don't. It'll be interesting to see. I, I'm always excited to see artists when they're like sort of at that peak, right? Like uh, you can see, you can see her in a few years, but she might not have that shine that she has right now. Uh, and so I, th- I think that's going to be a really cool show.
0: Yeah, I think that'll be a great show. I'm just really bummed uh, that it's during Summerfest because I won't be able to go to it because I would definitely be at this show because, as you mentioned, Jubilee, uh, her album. Oh, it's just fantastic. I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be on a lot of like year end critics lists this year. Um, such a good album. And it's really, it's just really joyful, but it's also, uh, you know, as a spoiler, I guess, for her book. I mean, she went through a really tough time with her mom getting diagnosed with cancer. And uh, the lyrics kind of kind of still allude to some of that pain and lingering pain from that. It's just a really beautifully done album. Um, so I'm bummed it's during Starfest, but at the same time, I'm not surprised it's at Turner Hall. Because uh, her manager is Ryan Madison, who's a Milwaukee native, uh, who used to work at the Pap Cedar group, um, and uh, still has really tight connections with that with that venue group. So when it came to routing a date, I'm not surprised that uh, she ended up at, at Turner Hall Ballroom as opposed to playing a, a Summerfest show. And Turner Hall, I think, is a pretty – again, uh, we were talking about this earlier, but it's a pretty small venue to see her, I think, because I think she's just an artist that's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I don't think she'll be playing Turner Hall ballroom size rooms probably – for much longer, so this will be a really good one to go to.
1: The irony is, I as as we're recording this, I I think the show has not yet sold out. It's possible no. this one does, but she has sold out uh the vast majority of her tour. I mean, you look you look at her her uh tour poster, and it just sold out, sold out, sold out. Milwaukee Turner Hall Ballroom sold out, sold out, sold out. So this is like this is your chance. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this this is a big one for the city, and I think it'll be cool. You know, there's always those people who kind of cross their arms and are like. I don't want to go to Summerfest, which, you know, I understand Summerfest is a very specific experience. This is a nice alternative for some of that. I don't want to go to Summerfest crowd. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, why, don't you, uh, why don't we talk about another show that's happening uh, right around Summerfest, uh, actually on the same night as Summerfest, but it's not Summerfest. It's actually the Sad Summerfest. Uh, <laughs> it's, happening, it's happening at the Rave on September 10th, and it's called Sad Summer Festival. And, for all those folks who miss uh, the Warp Tour, this has kind of become the heir apparent for the Warp Tour. Not as not as large of a scale by any means as what Warped was doing. But uh similar kind of thing where it's it's a traveling festival, uh, it's very pop punk heavy. Um, you know, in this case there's six acts on the bill, led by all-time low, which is really kind of one of the, the big premiere pop-punk bands right now. They had a, a pretty big crossover hit with Monsters this summer with uh, Demi Lovato and Black Bear. Um, so they're leading the bill. That also includes like The Story So Far, Movements, The Main, Grayscale, Destroy Boys. Um, and they're going to be playing at the Rave on September 10th. So you could choose Summerfest or Sad Summerfest. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and at the Rave, I mean, the Rave also seems like a great place to kind of do this because um, they've already talked about how they're going to have I mean, all the acts are playing in the Eagles Ballroom, but then they'll have kind of the outside courtyard right in front of the building is going to be the spot for you know food trucks and and merch booths and autograph signings. Well, so it's actually a
1: festival. It's it's not yeah. just uh, a word slapped onto the name.
0: No, it's an actual it's an actual festival. I mean, it's a festival like lineup with six bands. Uh, you know, starts at four o'clock, uh, and then yeah, there's other stuff you can kind of do. So you, you can get autographs. There'll be special drink menu. Um, photo booth areas, you know, uh, I don't know, if, you know, there'll be all sorts of stuff like, you know, um, that you can kind of do too. So it's not just strictly music. So yeah, if you want the Summerfest experience, but uh, I guess sad, you can check out the sad summer festival and
1: <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah. And true to the Warp Tour, it's a bunch of acts I, I haven't heard of, or am only like faintly aware of. Like I feel like the main is on every one of these bills somehow, but I, I still couldn't tell you a thing about the main.
0: Yeah, no, I mean that's that's fine, that's fair. I think that no one you don't necessarily have to know about the main, um, and I don't think a lot of people do. It's just about kind of the energy of it. But all but all time low is like a legit like well known
1: no, punk band. I yeah. was surprised you said they had a recent hit because they've been around forever. Like I, yeah. I feel like I was looking at Warp tour lineups ten fifteen years ago. It was like all time low, right by the main.
0: Well, kind of like, you know, kind of the pop-punk emo thing is definitely enjoying a resurgence. Um, Machine Gun Kelly went from hip-hop to pop-punk last fall and had a really big hit album. And that's kind of been, you know, I mean, you know, uh, Olivia Rodrigo uh, has pop-punk stuff, uh, a pop-punk hit this summer. So it's definitely kind of more in in vogue right now. And All Time Low, like you said, they've been around for ages. They played the rave, like, I think 10 times at least, or maybe more. Um, So, but they happen to have a song that, with a couple of pop collaborators and is, is working uh, in that kind of trend right now. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a really well attended show and th- that band's a really fun live band too. So, um, you know, it's not, you know, just anonymous bands and you're there for the vibe. <laughs> you, you also have a, a really solid, for sure, at least one very solid, really good seasoned pop punk band uh, leading the way.
1: All right. We began this concert preview with a show at Cactus Club. And it only feels right that we end with another cool little show at Cactus Club. Uh, this is one hip-hop fans are going to be excited about. This is Armand Hammer with opener Crash Prez at Cactus Club on September 12th. Uh, Armand Hammer is a rap duo that put out probably one of the most acclaimed like hip-hop albums of the year. Uh, it is called Haram it is produced entirely by the alchemist which i think probably tells you everything you need to know about like what the market is or what market this group is going for alchemist is sort of another producer who really just like hard appeals to like the traditionalist hip hop crowd just very direct creative beats that really center the guys rapping and yeah, it is. It is a. It is a hard record. It is a cool record. Feels like very of a piece with kind of the like tough, no nonsense record. No nonsense records that um, Griselda have been releasing for the last couple years. Just really cool stuff. Uh, and they'll be playing with an opener that I think is is as exciting to me. Crash Prez. Uh, I don't want to give you outdated information, Piet. Uh, Crash Prez used to live in Madison. I don't know if he still does or doesn't. I you know he's around the Midwest usually. Uh, but but to me, he's really one of the most creative acts out there right now. Super musical, super idea rich, super surprising hip-hop. Like he's really is one of the few rappers where when I like press play on a new Crash Prez track, I have no idea what to expect. <laughs> like it can sound totally different. Like there is just this like sense of surprise and creativity there. So a really, really cool double feature. And that's uh, September 12th at Cactus Club.
0: That's so cool. Yeah, and it's amazing. Another another hats off to Cactus Club for being able to do this. You know, This is an act that's gotten a lot of buzz behind them. They're playing Pitchfork Music Festival in Chicago the same weekend. Probably could have done a Summerfest gig. Uh, probably could have gotten a, a good 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock slot. Instead, they're playing a really tiny club. Um, so it's awesome that Cactus Club booked them. And it's awesome, too, because if you are divided between whether you want to go to Summerfest or go support local music venues, um, you can see them. on. It's on September 12th. It's on a Sunday. There is no conflict with Summerfest. So uh, if you're not totally spent, you can go check out this group on Sunday, September 12th.
1: And those are just a few of the shows coming to the city in September. There's more, of course. You can check out Piet's coverage of them at jsonline.com. And you can follow us at radiomilwaukee.org and find this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Tapped In is produced by Kenny Perez. Our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab. With support from you, our members, we can't do it without you. Thanks to our subscribers too. Yet, I will see you next time on Tapped In. See you next time.